हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्ण हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम Ram Ram Hare Hare We are continuing to read from Shri Mag Bhagavatam first canto chapter 15 and today we're doing text 14 and it continues on the topic of the Pandavas retire timely but before we read from the scriptures we always like to sing jayarada madhava thank you thank you we always like to sing jayarada madhava to get us in the mood of listening to the scriptures as well as to remember the love that is always ours that krishna is always giving willingly except sometimes it seems that we're running away from it Jairadamadhava Kunjabihari Jairadamadhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Kirivaradari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Kirivaradari Yashoranandana brajacharanandanan Yashoranandana brajacharanandanan Yamunatiravanachari Yamunatiravanachari Jayaradamadhava Kunjabihari Jayaradamadhava Kunjabihari 
Continuing with the readings from Canto 1, Chapter 15, Text 14, 
on the Pandavas retiring timely. Text 14. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Okay, so moving on to text 14. Yad Bandava Kuru Baladim Anantaparam Ikoratina Tatareham Atirasatvam Radyauritam Bahudana Chamaya Parasham Tejas Padamani Maya Charitam Sirabaya Yad Bandava Kuru Baladim Anantaparam Ikoratina Tareham Atirasatvam Radiyaritam bahudanam chamaya paresham tejas padamanimayam charitam sirobayam yad bandava kuru baladim anantaparam ikoratinataraham atirasatvam Radiyaritam vahudana chamaya parasham tejas paramanimayam charitam sirobayam. Yad bandava kuru baladim anantaparam. Ekurati natare hat atirasatvam. Pratyari tambahudanam chama ye parisham. Te jaspadamani maya charitam sirobaya. Yat bandava. By whose friendship only? Kurubala Adim. Adim. The ocean of the military strength of the Kurus. Anantaparam. Which was insurmountable. Eka. Oron. Alone, Ratina, being seated on the chariot. Tatare, was able to cross over. Aham, myself, Atirya, invincible. Sadvam, existence. Pradyaritam. Drew back, Bahu, very large quantity. Danam, wealth, cha, 
also my by my by my parisham of the enemy teja padam source of brilliance mani mayam bedecked with jewels cha also haritam taken by force sirabaya from their heads the translation here is the military strength of the kuravas was like an ocean in which there dwelled many invincible existences and thus it was insurmountable but because of his friendship i seated on the chariot was able to cross over it and only by his grace was i able to regain the cows and also collect by many by force many helmets of the kings which were bedecked with jewels that were sources of all brilliance the purport on the kurava side there were many stalwart commanders like bishma dronia kripa and karnia and their military strength was as insurmountable as the great ocean and yet it was due to lord krishna's grace that arjun alone sitting on the chariot could manage to vanquish them one after another without difficulty but there were many changes of commanders on the other side oh well, let me go back again there were many changes of commanders on the other side but on the pandava side arjun alone on the chariot driven by lord krishna could manage the whole responsibility of the great war similarly when the pandavas were living at the palace of virata incognito the court of us picked a quarrel with king virata and decided to take away his large number of cows while they were talk, taking away the cows arjun fought with them incognito and was able to regain the cows along with some booty taken by force the jewels set on the turbans of the royal order arjun remembered that all this was possible by the grace of the lord om gyana timaranda syagananjana shalakaya chakshu militam yena tashma shri gurave namaha
Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Suya Dvaita Gadara Shri Vasudhi Gaur Bhakti Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So, text 14 is a continuation of Arjun reminiscing, remembering a very special relationship that he had in the presence of Lord Krishna. So this is not foreign to us because how often, how many times do we experience friends, uh, relatives, other associates, when they lose someone that's very special in their lives, when they lose someone that's very close to them where they've had physical association with them. And generally, in most times or most uh, often it happens, the individual that's at a loss, of course, first of all, does not expect to lose someone to death of the body, but they begin to remember all the good things, the memories of the pastimes that they had with that individual that whose body is now laying in repose without a soul, dead. Body, dead. And unfortunately, those are the times that we really acknowledge how important that person was. I'm not saying that that's what Arjun did. I'm certain, just reading uh, the, the chapter and reading the canto, that Arjun prized his relationship with Krishna. I don't know to what depth he appreciated it, but just reading it, it seems like he was deeply affected by it. I don't know if it took him a couple of minutes to reminisce all these situations that he was thinking of. Maybe in our time frame, maybe it was a couple of days. And in his time frame, it was probably, who knows, I'm guessing, I'm throwing out a number there. A couple of minutes, 30 minutes, who knows? But the point is, even though the time frame may have been different, that's not the point. The point is, he's reminiscing and he's remembering. And in one of the main situations, he's reminiscing because he was actually there on the battlefield of Kurusetra 
And he has all of these military giants. Um, Bishma, Dronia, Kripa, and Karnia. And their strength, as is noted here in the purport, was insurmountable. His thought at the time was he didn't want to kill relatives. I don't know if he really thought about being successful in taking down the army, but knowing that Krishna was there by his side, I would imagine he could not have doubted his success. But the point is he witnessed it. He witnessed it with Krishna's assistance. No other way would he have made that a successful battle without the help of Lord Krishna. Krishna's like that. Um, he does not like to see his devotees offended, uh, such as when um, Mother Draupadi was in the ceremony, the Rajasui ceremony, and someone touched her hair and it tumbled down. Now, her hair was sanctified. It was blessed. It was very sacred. Krishna didn't like that, so he made it possible that the wives of the Kuravas, those wives whose husbands had lost their lives on the battlefield, had to wear their hair down because they were widows. Now, that may not have an impact on someone who is not accustomed to the social norms at that time, but it was a big statement. When Krishna took Kamsa down, these are just some of the things that I'm thinking of where only, well, let's go back because we're going to, we're going to talk about someone other than Krishna taking them down. We're going to talk about someone who had the help of Krishna. And in the purport, it mentions that as Arjun was staying at the palace of Virat incognito, and the cows were stolen. The Kuravas had taken the cows. Arjun himself was able to get the cows returned to the Pandavas. Only by the grace of the Lord was he able to get the return of the cows. The point I was going to make is that Krishna's like that. He will give you whatever potency or power you need at a particular point in time that you need it. It's for a specific purpose, and no doubt it's for the success of the devotee the devotee of the Lord. He will also withdraw that potency when it is no longer necessary. Now, as Krishna is leaving, Arjun doesn't really have the potency anymore of taking on a battle such as Kurusetra because it was now no longer necessary. That's a point that sometimes we miss when we're reading the scriptures. We hear about 
how Krishna does these amazing things for the personalities in the scriptures. But we forget that he's willing to do the same for us at any given point in time. He is always full of love, available. But most of the time, if we're honest with ourselves, we'll admit that we're like the little children who um, whose parent is trying to grab them and give them some medicine to make them feel better, but because they're not familiar with it or they're not certain that the taste is going to be the right taste for them, they run from the parent. We do that when we do not recognize our relationship with the Lord and honor it. There are so many things that the Lord makes available to us But if we don't take his association, if we don't surrender, we miss out on so much. That little word surrender gets confused sometimes because in this day and age and even centuries ago, surrender meant defeat, meaning giving something up and not getting anything in return. But that's totally different with the Lord. When you surrender to the Lord, you're actually getting so much more more than you ever imagined. But each and every one of us individually has to cross that challenge. We have to know that our main purpose is to find our way back home in addition to understanding why we're here in the first place. And every single one of us has a reason why we're here. There's something that needs to be corrected There's something that we need to do. There may be something that we need to let go before we go back. And it's up to each and every one of us to find out what it is. When you do find out or you have a a semblance of an idea of what it is, it actually becomes a beautiful journey to take to the steps of bhakti or devotional service. What you end up doing is you end up serving Krishna through serving his devotees because Krishna needs absolutely nothing from us. Everything we have is his. Anything that we could give him, it's already his. What he treasures, what he values is our relationship with each other. It is very important that we get along with each other because we're one huge family. And over time, individuals have misconstrued the idea of family and separated family. But the point is, Krishna wants us to understand that we are totally loved, that whatever issues that we have while we're on this material planet They can be resolved, but they have to be at the point where we have surrendered and taken to devotional service. In serving him or in serving a devotee of Krishna, we are making significant progress in life. Many, many demigods that are on spiritual planets, far more advanced, way more advanced in this planet, want the opportunity to take a material body 
to come into this world to perform whatever services they need to perform so that they can join Krishna eventually in Krishna Loka. But that really shouldn't be our main focus. Our main focus is coming to terms with who we are and what our relationship is with the Lord. What we seem to forget sometimes is that when we're given something that's valuable, we become a little arrogant. And that's even with potency, like potency from the spiritual world, like the potency that Krishna gives us. When we get it and we understand what it is, we become a little puffed up, unfortunately. But when you follow the basic rules and regulations of being a devotee, chanting earnestly, reading Srila Prabhupada's books, listening whenever you have an opportunity to a senior disciple or a sannyasi or a guru, and taking proper association, taking good association of a devotee. And I know sometimes when I say this, I'm always saying a proper devotee. And I don't mean any offense, but I mean that sometimes in different religions, we look at people and we think that they're perfect. But when you're looking at the process of service and they're not following it, that's not a proper devotee. So that's why sometimes when I say take association of a proper devotee, make sure that what you're reading in the scriptures not misinterpreting. What you're reading in the scriptures is what you are seeing in an individual as you take association from them. It is amazing. It is totally amazing how intelligent people can misinterpret something so simple. So totally simple. We have an opportunity each time someone comes forward and they read from the scriptures to learn more and more about things that took place in the past times and things that are taking place now. No, we're not going to have the life of um, uh, Dev, Prahlad Maharaj. We won't have that type of life where no matter how many times someone's trying to kill us in really powerful ways, dropping you from heights into boiling oil, into a snake pit, poison, all of these things, all of these things took place and more with Prahlad Maharaj. But because his faith was so strong, as a devotee, and I don't know if anyone ever thinks about it, but there's a simplicity about faith like a child. If we could have the faith like a child, a child believes in things that are pure. They can see, they can sense things that are not pure. When it is pure to them and when they understand it completely, they take shelter of it. And no matter what, they're in. Perlad was an exceptional child. Perlad understood the relationship. He understood who had the power. He understood who he was to serve, and he served. 
and he was rewarded. Not that he did the things that he did to be rewarded, but he was rewarded. Now, skip through to today and think about the situations that are happening. And if we're listening to the news, we're hearing just negative things that are going on. We don't hear the good news stories. We don't hear things like flooding took place and, yes, individuals lost their lives, but miraculously, an infant survived in a house on its own after its parents had been flooded out of the house. Now, that may not make a lot of sense, but the point is something happened at that point in time. And it was miraculous that a child would survive a situation of a flood. A baby, infant in arms, not able to swim. Of course, they do say that ultimately the baby knows how to swim because they're in water anyway in the uh, in the mother. But the point is, there are miracles that are happening to us every day. There are miracles that we disregard. And I think that if we took time and we counted the blessings, the miracles, the monumental things that happen, and all we can respond with is, we're in awe. How did that happen? I have a lot of stories. I have a lot of stories about things that have happened to me miraculous things. And at the time, you don't really understand how miraculous it is until it's gone and you look back and it's like, wow, how did that happen? Here's something that happened recently, and I'll get back to the scriptures, and I'll also stay in track of the time because usually, oh gosh, I'm about to go beyond it. But anyway, humor me this. This is something that just happened recently. And I was driving and in a rush to get back to the house. You always have somebody that's driving too fast or too slow. Well, the individual in front of me was driving very slow. And they were weaving in and out of traffic. Well, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, they're probably intoxicated. And they're in the fast lane. Not the slowpoke lane, but the fast lane. It's like you want to, you want to shout, get out the move, get out the way, and let me travel. But we're devotees. We shouldn't talk like that. We shouldn't think like that. But I do. I'm not perfect. But anyway, I got close to the car, and they say that now because of the pandemic and because people, their energy is so off track, we shouldn't honk at people. Okay, instinctively, I honked because I was getting close and he was slowing down, or she or she was slowing down. So I got a little impatient. So I get a little bit closer to the car, and then I see like one, two, three holes in the car. It's like maybe a massive BB gun hit those spots. So I'm thinking... This car has been damaged. Um, and as I'm thinking, I'm thinking, those look like gunshots. So I get out of the fast lane and get in the middle lane. And 
I, before I get to the front of this person's car, I see those same shots in the front. And I'm thinking, somebody has shot this person or somebody's been shooting at this person, and I have no idea what condition they're in. That may be why they're weaving in and out of the lane. And if they are not of sound mind, the very fact that I honked could put me in danger. This may not grasp you, but there's a point I'm trying to make here, and it is extremely humorous. But I couldn't think of what to do when my face came parallel, line to line, with his face. I didn't want to look over. I didn't know if this person was going to get really angry with me and shoot me. I didn't know. You don't know what's going on. And just a point that I like to make, be careful out there. You don't know where everybody's head is. You don't, and it's, there are so many places. But the point is, I came face-to-face with this person not knowing what they were going to do. So this may not be funny to a lot of people. So I'm considered a senior citizen. So I took the most humble and pitiful-looking senior citizen face And I showed it. It's like I was looking really pitiful. And I just drove by. And I really think because I did not look intimidating, whoever this individual was just kind of blew me off and just disregarded. The point is, there was something really wrong with this individual. And the situation could have gone either way. I didn't have control of it. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. But because I do my best in surrendering to the Lord, I'm not perfect. I'm still working on it. I'm still in this body. I'm working on it. But because I serve and I try to serve with sincerity every opportunity I can, I am certain that in that particular situation that Krishna must have served, Krishna must have changed this individual's disposition. Because I had to assume this person was injured. You've got bullet shots in the, in, the, in the rear of the car and in the front. Bullets gone through. Possibly somebody's been hit. It could have gone either way. Here I am hunking at this person. I don't know what he's been through. He could retaliate because I did something. My understanding is that Krishna had to have walked into that situation and kept me in one piece. That's just something recent. I always tease that one day I'm going to write a book about all the experience I had and I'm going to find a place in India somewhere to live because I'd have to leave the country. But any one of you, anyone that's listening over the airwaves, you must have a story. You must have a Leela where you know something could have gone the wrong way massively. And because a power that you could not immediately describe, but some power that was greater than you, saved you. We have to have those moments, but we just don't take time out and think about it. We just let it go. It's like, oh, okay, so that happened. I think it's important in a time where everybody's so... Most people are just kind of wound up. Think about the things that have gotten you through situations. 
Think about situations that have happened that you did not see your way out of. You may still be in it, but it's not permanent. Think about the situations that you've been in where miraculously you've gotten out of it and you have no idea how. There is a power greater than us, and when we come to the understanding that we are servants of a mighty God, and to serve this mighty God only means that we're opening the floodgates of things that the Lord wants to do for us. Because what he did while he was presently or physically, his body was on earth. He's all over, but the point is when he was having uh, association with the devotees on earth, those things that happened, happened then. It does not mean that that is the only time that the Lord took notice of a situation and came in and assisted. He's doing it right now. There are situations that we have where we don't even know how it's going to turn out. But understand, when you accept the Lord as the supreme personality, when you understand that there is nothing more blissful than serving, and many years ago when I was a teenager, many, many, many years ago, to tell me to serve someone was absolutely boring. It's like, why? I thought this was boring, this whole process of worshiping. I thought it was boring. Had no time for it. But I'm glad my parents situated me in a position where I had to be in a church, where I had to have voice lessons and sing in a choir, because later on in my life, things were going to happen, and I was going to look back and be glad that there's someone or something that I knew that would get me through situations, that would give such potency to a situation that I would get through it, as Arjun is remembering now. Arjun is remembering and reminiscing things that have happened. How is it possible he could have gotten all those cows back? Only with the mercy of Krishna. How is it possible that, I believe it was King Yudhisthira, who was tricked into having brahmanas come over for a meal, but only after the wife ate, only after uh, um, Draupadi ate. I think it was Draupadi. Hmm. They were trying to put uh, the king in an embarrassing situation. Krishna knew about this in advance, as did another uh, uh, individual personality. And it was done in such a way that when the brahmanas came back from taking a bath, which was suggested that they do before the dinner, before they came back, Krishna came to the house, and because the wife cried to him, saying, there's nothing to feed the brahmanas, this is a major embarrassment. They're coming to the house, and I have nothing to feed them. So Krishna asked, you know, to see the stock pot wherever uh, wherever she was cooking. And there was a, a bit of vegetable, or some prashadam left, and when Krishna took it, he was completely Filled, full to the brim. So 
when the brahmanas came, were going back, they were called back to the house to eat, which I'm sure it would have manifested, everything would have been there. They were so full that they were embarrassed. They were embarrassed not to go to the house and accept the uh, hospitality of the king. Now, I may have turned that around a little bit, but the point is, Krishna is always on the scene, in the background, masterfully being able to do whatever needs to be done to get his child, to get his devotee through a serious situation. And the means by which he does it are generally means that we can't even figure out. And for goodness sake, don't offend his child. Don't offend a devotee. That you can't go to Krishna and say, I'm sorry I did this. You can't. You have to go to the source that you offended. And you have to ask for forgiveness. That's how personal it is. But something like that is painful to Krishna to even experience. The whole process of devotional service eventually leads to a love. A love of God. And it should also be a love of mankind, womankind. We're being taught to love. We're being taught to understand situations where we may not exactly get along with everyone, but the point is we are peaceful. We are tolerant. There are so many qualifications to get into Krishna Loka, and this is our training ground. The benefits are unimaginable. The benefits are unimaginable. The challenges are great. If you're going to get something that's really, really the best of best, don't expect to just skip right through it and get the goodies. There are going to be challenges even more so when you take shelter of the Lord. Arjun had challenges. Arjun will have challenges later. But the point is, He has the memory that Krishna was always available to us, to him. And that's the understanding that we should have no matter what's going on. We should understand that Krishna is there for us. He's only a mantra away. He's only a prayer away. It is okay to understand that we can't do everything and we can't accomplish everything. And that whatever our desire or goal is to accomplish something, that we should put Krishna right in the center of it. Because if he's not in the center of it, absolutely nothing will happen properly. So, getting back to text 14. Arjun is remembering the experiences that he witnessed, that he was aware of when Krishna was on the planet. And he's also become aware that Krishna is in the process of leaving uh, the planet. And there's a lesson in every lecture that is read. There is a lesson in every scripture. And as I've said before, sometimes it's repeated one way to appeal to someone. And then you'll come back. To that same topic later, but it's explained differently. 
Krishna gives us what we need to get to where we belong. And even if that is in scriptures, that is the understanding that we have to have, where sometimes the scripture is, uh, it's not so clear. Keep reading, and you'll understand the point that was being made. Krishna makes it so that anyone that picks up the scriptures can understand. But you can't just stop at that. You've got to read the entire Srimad Bhagavatam. Read the entire Bhagavad Gita. Read it again. It is a life lesson on how to live while we're in this material world, while we're on this planet Earth or any other planet because we're not the only ones that are out there. But there are instructions, and Arjun is remembering. And I'm sure that there is some sadness because he's about to lose a very good friend. So I'll end at this point and just ask you, just think about it from time to time. Think about a situation. There has to be a situation in your life where Krishna has done something amazing or something has happened amazingly. But understand, it didn't happen just because of you. It happened because of a power greater than you that loved you so much that got you through a situation. I'll end at this point, but does anyone want to share a memory where something happened really a big deal, something traumatic, and somehow or other, whatever the situation was, it was resolved, and it left you with a feeling of, I don't know how that happened, or of awe, or knowing that someone greater than you did you a favor. Anybody having that have had that experience in life? Please. Okay, let me get the mic. Where's our mic? Oh. I do want to hear it. I won't give your name if you won't don't want us to tell us tell who it is that's sharing, but I want to hear your I want to hear the, the situation. Thank you. It's actually is the mic on? Yeah. Okay. It's actually a very long story. Um, we have time. <laughs> um, hello? Hi, I hear you. Um, but the whole story... Yeah, it, it's on. We hear you. Okay. Well, the whole story... Okay. Oh, there's a button on there that I think... It, I'm sorry. We're not trying to make it difficult for you. We just want to make sure that you heard. Yeah, so it's a really long story, and actually I think it's very good, like, uh, testimony for anybody who doesn't have faith in God, but, um, I, I was back, I was backpacking in California, and, um, I was, uh, drugged and kidnapped, um, at a train station. Oh, dear Lord. And, um, it was a lot of faith in God because then I was seeing the world through the eyes of, like, Christianity and Bible. But um, it was a really interesting time, but he took away all of my things. But uh, God gave me a lot of intelligence on how to escape and get out before anything really bad could happen. But, um, and actually, I was stranded in cities I didn't know for days. And it wasn't, and I never thought to call my family, but my family actually somehow found me walking in the street all the way. They flew out from Michigan to California, and 
It was a lot, a lot, a lot of blessings. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's the whole story is very like, um, it's really intense. There was a lot, a lot of things that happened. I experienced more in four days than I've ever experienced in my whole life. Mm. But um, it's really a big faith builder. When I tell it to people, especially like Christians, people develop a lot more faith because there was absolutely nothing I could do in these times. And all I did was pray for days. Mm. I didn't do anything besides pray. I didn't eat, drink, or, or sleep because mainly I was scared and sure. I didn't trust a lot of things. But um, I just prayed. Someone gave me this book of Bible verses and I read that the entire mm. time. And that's the only reason why I'm here today. Amazing. So, Absolutely yeah. amazing. And um, we're hearing a story where... Um, a young lady has had an ex- a dramatic experience of being drugged and kidnapped for four horrendous. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that the very thought of it happening is it raises the hair on my skin. And the fact that you're sitting here and you're making sense, you're speaking of it, and... From what I'm gathering, you've begun to get over it. I don't know if it was recent or years ago or whenever it was. How many years? Two two years is recent. Not that we need an experience like that to be drugged and kidnapped and taken to who knows where and who knows what done to us. And we survive based on prayers and scriptures from the Bible Someone gave you a book and you just happened to have it and you were praying all the time. There is a lot to be said about the power of prayer. There are so many similarities in so many different religions and the basic cross connection is that God is love. He cares for us. He protects us. Pray to him. Prayer, even as a devotee. Saying the Maha Mantra is a prayer, but also praying to the Lord. There is so much power in it. The fact that you got the book from someone of uh, biblical verses, that wasn't an accident. Um, it is amazing that you were here and you're sharing that with us. And I'm, I know I've met you before. I don't know you personally, but the point is I'm very happy that you're here. Um, There's a lot to be said about taking the time when you're in a situation like a a serious situation, any situation that's challenging, pray. There was a saying, play it down and pray up. There was a, there was a song that my parents, my mom used to sing, um, And the way it went was, my soul looks back and wonders how I got over. And what it really talks about are experiences that we have, and they're coming so much, and we're getting through them. And then we have the time to settle down and think, how did I get through that? And you realize, not but for the the love of God and the hand of God and his mercy, would you have gotten through those things? Those are the things that help us believe in a power greater than us. Whatever experience we're supposed to have, 
yours was whatever it was, but that you get out of it and be here, whole. And, you know, it, it, may t- it may take a while, but the very fact that after two years you're able to even talk about it, that's a big deal. Look at the, um, look at the mysteries on TV. And, yes, sometimes I do watch the stories. I'm, I'm curious what's going on in these other states. And you hear about the horrendous things, things similar to what you're talking about, except the person doesn't make it back. You did. You made it back for a reason. And it would be interesting to find out what that reason is and what your purpose is and what you're supposed to be doing now. Because you didn't get your valuable personality to have gone through that and be saved. There's a reason behind it. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Hare Krishna. Ah, thank you. Uh, Nisha, did you have something you wanted to share? You've been around for a while as a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. What have you seen? What have you gotten through and you didn't think you were going to get through? Surely there must be something. Because I don't think I'm the only one that has such a long story about miraculous things that I know only the Lord could have done or given me. So what, what, what is yours? I'm just curious. Well, in 1992, uh, my wife of 10 years announced to me that uh, she said that Brian loves her more than I ever did. She said who? Brian. Brian or Maya? Same thing. So Brian was a a boyfriend that she she decided that she would marry and and they'd live happily forever after. But a, a couple years later, uh, Brian wasn't there for her anymore, and uh, mm. I was here. I came here to Dallas, and Tamal Maharaj told me to stay in Dallas. And then uh, three years later, my, for, my wife wanted me to get back together with her. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian had disappeared, and she, she was back with her folks in uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. So she wanted me to... Come, you know, get the, the fa- come back together, have the family again, and uh, I was I was thinking that's probably the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. We had five children together. Uh, you know, we had we had a problem, but you know, we should reconcile it and mm-hmm. because you know we we have these kids. We should, for the for, for their sake, we should get along, get back mm-hmm. together, and be husband and wife. And then, small Krishna goes Swami. I wrote him about it and told him that I was, I actually was just kind of saying goodbye. I wasn't really asking, because uh, I'd already decided that mm-hmm. this is what I should be doing. You know, she wants to get back together. We should get back together. Well, he uh, said that, he surprised me by saying that, writing me back. He said that that relationship's over mm-hmm. the way it was. He said maybe, you know, you should, you can visit your kids, mm-hmm. but... He said, "Don't, don't, don't leave Radhakala Chanji Dam. Mm. Stay, stay in Radhakala Chanji Dam. The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. True. That you need to stay in one place and solve your problems. And it was, it was very hard for me to understand this instruction because I really thought that what I should be doing is taking care of my family. Mm. So, 
because I followed, but then I realized, I knew one thing is from experience is that if Tamal Krishna Goswami gives an instruction, it's best to be followed. Exactly. If you don't, then you really end up wishing you had. Mm. So I just stayed with it, you know, like he, and stayed here like he asked me to. So then my wife, she, uh, got told by Hari Kesh to move to Mayapur. So, because she was wandering around in Europe with, with my kids trying to, like, settle herself somewhere. And that was uh, hard. So it was hard for me to understand, but by following Tamal Krishna Maharaj's instructions, mm-hmm. she moved to Mayapur and ended up, we, my kids got raised in Mayapur, which was came out better than if I had any control over it. Mm. Just by following Tamal Krishna Maharaj's instruction. And then also um, things developed like Western Union came into the into India. Mm-hmm. So I was able to easily send money over there. Very nice. To support my Very family. Nice. So what ended up happening is I ended up getting along, getting having a good relationship with my wife because we ended up mm. – Sort of like finding out what we were doing, you know, how where are we going to settle, where are we going to raise the kids, mm-hmm. how are we going to pay for it, and all that came together, and now my my sons are there, they're still in Mayapur, mm-hmm. and one of them is Jayapataka Swami's personal servant, and all that came out know? because of just depending on Krishna, following the instructions of the spiritual master, and just having faith that. The Lord would make things turn out in the best. And he always does. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, sometimes people, are, okay, this is my personal opinion, but sometimes people are meant to come together for a short time and then disperse and go their own directions. Sometimes things happen like that. Sometimes couples will live together all their lives, and they may be miserable, but they do it for the kids, and sometimes it's not necessarily for the kids, and it doesn't turn out so nicely. But I had an opportunity to meet your son in Mayapur, and I was totally impressed with that young man. You knew he was grounded in Krishna consciousness. You knew he was grounded, and I, uh, and he talked for such a... Very nice devotee. So, in actuality, Krishna took better care of that situation than both you and your wife could have done. He put you both at a distance, and that is no doubt where you work better, at a distance. There is nothing wrong with relationships like that. There are quite a few relationships that people don't even talk about, where one party is here, one party is there, and you get along miraculously. That was something that you probably never would have done. But the fact that His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami gave you those instructions, they may not have seemed right at the time, but because they were geared from Krishna's blessings, mercy, and order, they turned out in a way that you never would have imagined. That's why it's important. No matter what, no matter what genuine name you give the Lord, never, ever 
lose faith, never, ever let go. And because you work on your faith and you try to strengthen it, you will be challenged because there will be forces that will want you and test you to see if you're really real. Also, are you really going to serve him? Or how about I give you something really tempting? Why don't you try this or try that? Trust the fact that you will have some challenges. But with every challenge that you turn over to the Lord and have faith and pray on, Krishna will pull you through it each time and you will grow. And you will continue to grow at such a point that you will no longer need the body. It's time to go at that point. Um, That's my assumption. I'm sure it's close to whatever was in the scriptures. But the point is, it is extremely important to realize the mercy that we are given, to honor the mercy that we're given, and to live in such a way that we honor it and we pass it along to someone else. Something good has happened to you. Something good has happened to you. Pay it forward. That is going to be a little unique to pay forward, but do something for someone else. It just elevates you, not because you want to be elevated, but it shows appreciation. Show appreciation of things that have been done for you. Show appreciation at the time that they're being done, because there may be a time when you cannot say thank you or that was a wonderful thing that you did. Honor people. And we're not saying Arjun didn't honor Krishna because he did. But there is such a separation anxiety between him and the Lord. I can't even imagine if the Lord walked in for a brief minute and said, okay, that's it. I got to leave. Just that moment of mercy and, and purity and love to immediately walk out of my life I would be in tears because for that brief moment, I would have realized this is not an ordinary personality. This is the Lord, and I've had him for this time, and he's walked away. But don't misunderstand. The Lord has never left us. Visually, we may not see him with our material eyes, but he is there in the heart of Paramatma. He never, ever leaves. There was never a time when you were alone. You were never alone at any point. Krishna was always there. The Lord was always with you. And look what he did. Amazing. Your situation also. I mean, Mishra, I mean, who wouldn't think of, okay, let's stay together for the kids because I thought about doing that. But then sometimes staying together for the kids meant someone was going to suffer more. So with me, I thought, let me take this on myself and I'll suffer. But I think it would be better if we didn't stay together for the kids. And because of Krishna's blessings and the village that helped me raise my children, they turned out in such a way that I can't even imagine. I'm very grateful to the Lord and I can never, ever pay him back enough for allowing me to experience these things. And especially being in Radhakala Chanji Dam, it's, it's amazing. Radhakala Chanji is a very exceptional personality here in the Dam. The oldest, I think the oldest uh, lordship in the West. 
It's more than over 500? Over 500 years old. So you know that there is so much mercy here. At the time that Lord Chaitanya was on the planet, we have to remember to be thankful, to be grateful, and to pass it on. So thank you for, for being here. Um, always appreciate the opportunity to teach myself a little bit more about the scriptures because there's always something to continuously learn, but having the opportunity to come before their lordships and give some service, uh, I'm very appreciative of that. And, of course, of everyone being here. Everyone does not get up at the times that you all get up and get to get to be here. So thank you for that. We'll end at this point. Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Shri La Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Dham Ki Jai. Exactly. Which one of them? Always is. Absolutely.